0: I was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do a... Uh, Master MMA Master MMA du Master MMA du Bastard MMA, MMA Yeah and
1: that'll be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I want it.
0: Good Evening, good morning, good afternoon and Merry Christmas everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mustard MMA where we discuss all things USC. My name is Joe and the man you can hear sniggering in the background there is Matthew. Uh, And the reason for that is we've had many technical difficulties. we just spent half an hour recording the podcast only to realise that Matt's end wasn't actually recording. I checked the file and it's just me talking to myself which... Would would be no good for anyone, but other than that,
1: Matthew, how are you doing? I'm the same as I was half hour ago. <laughs> I'm good, man. How's,
0: uh, how's it going, end? Let everyone I, know you. But let everyone know you're all
1: right. I, I'm, fine. Good, I'm fine. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm I'm Trebian. 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 Um. Yeah, I'm good mate. I'm not as as we were saying earlier. I'm not feeling very Christmassy. <laughs> but I need you to lift my spirits this good. evening and I think you have done already. Joseph, and we are only 1 minute into the second recording. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am, I am
0: feeling I am feeling very Christmassy and I know I've told you already. But I am feeling very Christmassy. <laughs> And uh, you know, like I said, I got a week off next week. I'm not back in until the new year after Christmas Eve. So that's probably that is probably mostly mostly the reason I'm looking forward to it. But I nice, got a nice roast dinner coming, a few pairs of new pants and socks, which is uh, always a bonus, and that'll keep me going for another year. So I'm in the mood, and hopefully, yeah, we'll cheer you up. Let's get right stuck into it. The last UFC card of the year went out with a nice a nice bang. Not 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 a full on. Nuclear explosion, but a decent little pop. And uh, the main the main card started off with the heavyweights, and it was a good little fight. Marcin Tybura beat Greg Hardy TKO round two. Now I thought Greg Hardy looked okay to be honest. He started he started fairly well. He he looked good with his hands, but Tybura obviously obviously got that that experience those those years in the game. He's got those extra parts of his, his game as well. He's got the grappling. He's probably got the conditioning as well. So Marcin Tybura in the end ground it out. Uh, got him to the floor, and you, you mentioned it. There was a little bit of a, a mismatch on the ground.
1: Yeah, his stand-up was good. He looked vastly improved. I mean, obviously his stand-up was good anyway. That was his main thing. But he looked he looked very good. Looked very sort of chill. Looked all very natural, looked yeah. like he'd been doing it for years. But the second it hits the ground, he just lets just leaves himself wanting a little bit. I don't know if it's conditioning or if Ty is just that much better with his ground game. Yeah. You'd think working with Dean Thomas every day that he wouldn't look like such a fish out of water but at the same by the same token ty probably been doing it 10 15 years more yeah and he's gonna yeah, look that lifetime, bad isn't really. it? so he, you can't shit on him too much i suppose but i think because it's greg hardy people are gonna do that and he does rub people up the wrong way so he, he's gonna get a lot of flack if he does lose and, and loses like he did he he did look absolutely shattered at the
0: yeah, yeah, he did, yeah.
1: Proper knackered. He looked like he was wanted a little lie down and maybe maybe a nice little beer or something. But Tybura, what a win. His streak continues. Beats a big big name in Greg Hardy and could be one of them. Goes under the radar a little bit heavyweight. You know what it's like. A couple of wins and you're up there. Yeah,
0: definitely. We've seen plenty of examples in, in different divisions recently where... They're not doing that well, and then they they turn it around, three wins, and they're they're up there, and they they looked like a different fighter. Uh, I mean, yeah, to your point about was obviously he was calling out Anthony Joshua and and uh, Tyson Fury in the boxing before this fight, even even went went down. So yeah, he does rub people up the wrong way. Probably not the best thing to, you know, go around calling out boxers that heavyweight champion boxers while you're, you know, losing to a um, what should we say, mid level so far, Marcin Tybura in the UFC, but. Like you say, a couple of wins now. Could very well put himself up there in that division. It is uh, it is one of those ones, isn't it, the heavyweights? One big shot and you've almost got a title shot. And we've had a little bit of talk. I think Francis and Ngannou and Bay, I think they're looking to get that on next year. And with this, we're hearing John Jones might then fight the winner of that. Who, well, to be fair, I don't think I've seen that John Jones will fight the winner. I've seen that John Jones will fight Francis and Ngannou. So I think they're desperate to get that fight on, but I would I would suggest it depends on how he gets on against Stipe, uh which I would bet my man Stipe nine times out of ten to be honest. But moving on from from the heavyweight talk, we'll uh, we'll, we'll go back a little bit actually. We'll we'll reverse and uh, we'll we'll close out the prelims because it was Anthony Pettis up against Alex Alex Morono. Good fight, uh, Pettis. Just enough in your eyes to edge out the decision?
1: Decision, yeah. Uh, Morono looked good. First round domination. Hurt him badly. But Pettis has got the savvy to sort of hang in there, and he turned it around in rounds two and three. Morono just looked like he knew. He let one go there. He, he had it in the bag, really, and let it slip. But that's what happens when you fight fighters like Pettis, who've been around for for God knows how many years. has yeah, been yeah, around yeah. the block twice. So he's former champion. He's still got it. Up at welterweight, he says... I think I saw him say that it's just pure laziness. He's fighting a welterweight. I think he's looking a bit more motivated now, and he wants to get back down to 155. And at 155, he wants to fight your boy, the old lad himself, big Tony Ferguson. So that's a good fight to make. The rematch, the first fight was very competitive when we didn't think it would be. We thought Tony Ferguson would go through him. He eventually did, but he had him hurt, Pettis, uh, quite badly it was only an injury that stopped it back then so I think what with Tony Ferguson's two fight skid and Pettis's up and down record Pettis will want to get that one back and I think it's the perfect rematch to make at this juncture for both men's careers
0: yeah I agree I agree I think particularly for Tony Ferguson because we we all love Tony we want to we want to see him get one last little run at it and I think I think the Pettis fight is potentially a good one he's not quite up there against Gaethje and Oliveira on, on recent form But it's still a big name, there's still a rematch, there's still a story there, there's still something to sell. Uh, So potentially it's uh, more of a low-risk route back to getting him near the top of the tree. So I think that's a, and to be fair, for Anthony Pettis, it's a brilliant call out on his part. Because if he gets a win over Tony Ferguson, uh, like Gaethje and like Oliveira uh, before him, now you're in the the top five, if not top one, two talks. So good little shout for Pettis there. And uh, be interesting to see if he can, you know, take seriously get down to lightweight. That'll be a challenge in itself. But I would imagine I've never done it myself. Uh, I eat whatever <laughs> I like. So, <laughs> but another yeah, one on the you don't main really card. Have to
1: sort of cut weight there for, the, for your line of work.
0: Nah, no, cut weight to sit at a desk. Yeah,
1: not necessary, mate. Not necessary. What was next on the fire card?
0: So uh, I like this one. It was Michelle Pereira. We are fans of Pereira. But obviously in the past he he's kind of let himself go a bit in the ring. He's, he he likes to entertain, he likes to get a bit acrobatic. And we said coming up against Chaos Williams at the weekend, he's probably not going to be able to get away with that. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on and whether whether that's in him at all to to not to not you know play around a little bit. Uh, and to be fair to him, he did. I think he threw one Pettis as it was Pettis style kick off the cage. But other than that, put on a pretty pretty good performance against Chaos Williams who, uh, you know, we've seen it before. He throws lots of straight punches, lots of power. Uh, He keeps coming at you. And Pereira, perhaps maybe a little bit more flashy, maybe a little bit more showy, but effective, I thought. And the aim of the game is to land punches and and not get it. And I would say Pereira done that well. So I thought going forwards, I know you like that phrase, uh, this is quite an interesting uh, display from Pereira because it shows that if he does put his mind to it, You know he can be dangerous and he can keep focus for that for that for the full 15 minutes
1: totally agree totally agree i think he's maturing right before our very eyes yeah he's his usc career he's blossoming we've seen setbacks from him we've seen mistakes from him you look back on that forget the name of the fella tristan Connolly. i don't know if i've dug that one out from the back of the dome if i have that's That's a shout. Where he got beat because he he was just absolutely emptied the gas tank, larking around, and he ended up getting beat. The the illegal knee against Diego Sanchez. He's making all these mistakes early in his UFC tenure. So um, I feel like I'm repeating myself. (laughs) We've heard that before. But no, he feel like he's making his mistakes early in his UFC tenure. So when he does get these big tests like Chaos Williams and moving forward against the upper echelons, the well O eight division, he does seem to be more dialed in. He uh, he can dance to the ring all he wants and stuff like that, but he clearly respected Chaos Williams' power yeah, because his performance and his game plan and his tactics uh, was evident. He he weren't going to muck around because he knew, and because Chaos did land a couple of times, they were heavy shots and they had him on his on his heels a couple of times. So it was a very even fight, but a clear winner in Pereira. And I think he's, As he's a lump above any other (laughs) welts mates there, because he is a huge welts mate. I don't know how he makes it down there. I mean, chaos is big, but he he does look a lump above old Pereira. (laughs) I think think he could be a, a, a very interesting prospect because he's got the style, he's got the size, and now he's getting the experience, and I think he's dangerous. Yeah, He's won he, me round. He's won me round. As a, we say he rubs people out the wrong way. Hardy rubs up people out the wrong way. So does Pereira. But if he performs like this, I think I'm becoming a fan. How about that?
0: Yeah, and he, he is a lump above as well. And uh, it's great to see. I mean, uh, what we got next? We'll have to go a few lumps below this time. And this is uh <laughs> this is a bantamweight division and uh, obviously a superb division. And uh, we had a couple of fights at the weekend. I, I'd like to start with uh, this one, the, the biggest names if you will, Jose Aldo he's done it again, we we, we spoke about it last week, because we both picked Cheeto Vera to get the win here actually but we said, it is one of those ones where whenever you bet against Jose Aldo, he does usually come back and prove you wrong, and, and he did and he looked quite dominant against Marlon Vera I thought uh, we were quite high on Vera, he's looked good lately and he's working with Jason Perillo and he's looked sharp, but he didn't have too much for Jose Aldo, to be honest. Jose Aldo looked not back to his, his, his absolute best, but pretty close to it, I would say. The leg kicks were back more. And I think, you know, it was just too much for Vera. I think Aldo is powerful as well, you know, and because he, he's powerful and a decent amount of volume. And I re- I reckon it takes, you know, it takes someone like Max Holloway to, to really get through that at times. And I think, it's difficult because Aldo, you know, he's not young. Um, he is young-ish. He's, he's not old. He's, he's early 30s, and he seems to be very hungry. Obviously, he had that talk, didn't he, a little while ago. He was quite unhappy, and he was talking about going to play football again and stuff like that and retiring. But by all accounts now, he looks like he's very hungry, on a title charge in that Bantamweight division. I mean, there's tons going on there. You could argue that he might have to wait wait a little while. we had another good performance on this card. You've got someone returning soon. you got others that are... Probably deserve another title fight and have been for a little while, but I wouldn't be. I like it's one of this. It's one of those things where I would say I wouldn't fancy Aldo to win a title next year, but because of what we just said a minute ago, because whenever you do bet against him, it wouldn't surprise me if he did either.
1: I mean, yeah, Josie baby, he's just made mugs of us yet <laughs> again. Yes. I think he, he's made mugs of a lot of MMA fans. I think MMA fans, by their very nature, are quite fickle. A lot of recency bias. You lose your last one, you're you're the worst fighter yeah, ever. Yeah. You win, you are the next best thing since sliced bread. I mean, you look at the fighters he's lost to. Uh, Volkanovski, featherweight champion. Holloway, twice. One of the best featherweights of all time. Peter Yan, a surge in Animal in his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. It's and he held his own for a while, and he's beaten some top guys along the way as well. We're, we're raving about Fiziev last week, who beats Moikano. Yeah, Aldo's already beaten Moikano. Did the same about a year before that. So why can't the same apply to Aldo? What it does Fiziev with? Yeah, the, yeah. With the hyper bowl. So I think he. I was. I was I'm glad he got a win. I do like Vera. I do like to see these young contenders surge through. But there was a big disparity in the rankings and Aldo uh, confirmed it. And he's w- well in the well in the running. I don't think he'll get a shot too soon, but because of his name and if he keeps on performing like he did at the weekend, he'll be in there in no time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we had some more weights earlier on in that card. And it was uh, Rob Font up against Marlon Moraes. Marlon Moraes, a big name, fought for titles, fought for number one contenders, been around forever. I mean, Rob Font. You could argue maybe had been a little bit up and down, a little bit middling up until this point, but absolutely dispatched of Marlon Marais in the first round. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't really a, a, a gimme. Mark Marais started well, started sharp, started aggressive. Uh, but Font just 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 overwhelmed him a bit. Too much power for him. And it's this it's another name out of nowhere. We see it every single week at the moment someone comes along who's doing okay. They get a big fight, maybe a you could argue maybe even a little bit above their station seems to be just what's been happening with Corona. It's, people are just getting opportunities that they wouldn't have normally got, and they're taking them. And Rob Font is another one, and he's right up there now in that mix. And I personally, I think it's always great to see these types of stories coming through. What about you?
1: I love it. I think it's very similar to the Premier League at the minute. You just can't. Yeah. You just can't predict it. People are beating people they shouldn't be beating. Teams are up there that shouldn't be up there. Teams are down there that shouldn't be down there. And it's the same in the UFC. You've got fighters that look like they just want to fight anyone. High-ranked fighters. There's a lot of a lot of contract talk. These big fighters don't want to fight other big fighters. So they have to take these lower-ranked opponents. And these opportunity taken with both hands. You look at Kevin Holland. Yeah. Uh, there are others. Chimiev's getting a shot. Rob Font's just done the sa- exactly the same. Yeah, it yeah. does seem to be the running frame, uh, theme through this pandemic. And it is exciting. It needs new blood, man. You, you can't have the same name, old names all the time fighting the same old names every week Yeah, for the exactly. number one contenders and the belts and stuff. It's great to have these new names. And it's good for someone like Rob Font, who seems to have been around for a long, long time, Does. finally get his opportunity, could fight Aldo. That makes sense with the rankings. It makes sense with the schedule. They both fought at the same time. Both probably didn't take too much damage. Rob Font certainly didn't. But there is a, a former champion returning, a huge name, maybe there the is. biggest name. Both called him out. TJ Dillashaw, he's back. Now, a question to you, Joseph, you're not a matchmaker. I'm not. But for the next 10 minutes, you are. I've granted you that access. That's one of your wishes. I've given it to you. I am your genie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds quite foreboding. It, it does. Forebode this. <laughs> Who does TJ Dillashaw fight? Aldo, Font or other. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: I I am looking forward to seeing T J come back. It's been a couple of years and obviously he did cheat, didn't he, and he got busted. And yeah, you, he he owned up to it and all that on all that stuff, which I guess he deserves some credit. At the end of the day, a cheat's a cheat though, and in uh, combat sports that is quite dangerous. Nevertheless, he's a good fighter and I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing him back. Uh, I would argue he, he, he probably shouldn't be given a title fight. He probably shouldn't even be given a top five fight at the moment. I would say that division has, has moved on almost, irrever- not irreversibly, but it's moved on a very long way since Dillashaw left, I think, two years ago. There's a lot of names in there now that have been doing a lot of good work during that period. So I personally am excited to see TJ back. I wouldn't want him to see, I wouldn't want him to fight in that top five, as I just said. And I would make the case for someone like Rob Font, your man Rob Font, deserving that fight. I think um, on the TJ side, uh, as I just said, he doesn't deserve that big one. But Rob Font's just elevated himself now into that top ten, just outside that top five. So from that point of view, I think it's an excellent opportunity for Rob Font. I think with his career, the work he's put in, and the performances he's now showing and the massive win over Marlon Moraes, which at any other day day of the week elevates you to that level, to be honest, I think Rob Font could quite easily deserve that. And I think on the other side for TJ Dillashaw, it's not that guaranteed, easy way back to a title fight, but ultimately I think the UFC would like to see that. So potentially getting him in against a man like Rob Font, and if we put our UFC spectacles on, perhaps they want TJ to win. Maybe that's a slightly... Uh, more favorable matchup for him. And then plus, it also gets that fight out of the way where you can say, well, look, we didn't just give him a title shot straight away. We don't just reward cheats uh, with title fights as soon as they come back. We gave him that fight against Font. Oh, and now we'll give him a title fight. So perhaps perhaps Font is the one to, to go with and that would be my case for it.
1: I couldn't have put it better myself, Joe. <laughs> That was uh, excellently put, I think... Yeah, when you say but putting your UFC spectacles on, a little bit of skullduggery,
0: yep, which we always, know they like. Yeah,
1: I think they will want to either build up a new contender if they trust someone like a Rob Font to take that baton and run with it, or even a Sandhagen, even someone like Vera or an O'Malley. They will match him up against Dillashaw so they can take Dillashaw's shine and that, that clout, I suppose, yeah. to beat someone as big as Dillashaw because everyone's going to want to tune in to see him get beat. And if someone can take that momentum and they're happy to give that to a young contender, they'll match him up against Dillashaw. On the other hand, like you say, if they want Dillashaw in that main event pitcher as soon as possible, they'll give him a favorable matchup, maybe against like an older vet or a, a young contender they don't think is actually up to it, but is still ranked quite high. Yeah. I think they're going to want to go probably maybe towards the latter. I think they know Dillashaw's a big name. They want him in a title fight. They want to build him up as the heel, the, the bad guy. And they, you've got many good guys to fight him. In, in Faber, you've got that rivalry. You've got anyone from Team Alpha, Mal, yeah, really. Cool, Cody yeah. Garbrandt, Dominic Cruz rematch. He's still knocking about. Jose Aldo's still a huge fight. No rivalry, but still a massive fight uh, nonetheless. Yeah, huge, yeah. There's so many matchups to make. I think they're going to want to bring him in and give him a fight that he's more often than not going to win, regardless of his, his absence of two years or so.
0: No, nah, I do think so. I, I, I do agree, but it, it'd be interesting to see again. It, it's you can't complain, can you, when someone of the quality of TJ Dealershaw gets thrown into that mix there? But I mean, I'm excited now because we have now got fresh things to talk about. This will officially be the first time we have discussed the things coming up now, starting with the main event: Stephen Stephen Thompson up against Jeff Neal. I fancy Thompson in this one, and it was it was a it was a five, and I won it five zip. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. I mean, you know, you know, you know what you're gonna get with Stephen Thompson, aren't you? He's gonna be. I'm. A, I'm. You know, I'm a big fan. I like him. I think he's an excellent human as well, by, by, from what I can see. So, you know, but you know what you're gonna get, and it's gonna be a right bastard trying to figure him out in there. And uh, Jeff, Jeff Neil just just couldn't, unfortunately. I think with the stuff that Stephen Thompson was saying last week about how perhaps people are getting opportunities that he isn't. I think I think it was it was it kind of um almost validated that in a way because Stephen Thompson probably deserves better bigger and better fights than this, you know, if I could put it that way, and Jeff Neal, as good as he's looked and as good as he can be, you know he's only one defeat against one of the best in the world. Did he deserve this fight? you know deserves a difficult word, and he works very hard every single day, so by by all means, he probably does deserve it. If you see what I'm saying, but I think you know it was tricky in in that regard for Stephen Thompson, and he came out and he showed everyone what he's all about, and he he showed that if you do want to get a win against him, you're gonna to have to be a different kind of level, really.
1: It's one of those, isn't it? If you've got well, you got this uh, example of did he deserve it in the first place? You could have said that if Rob Font lost to Marlon Moraes and Rob, Rob, Rob Font won. So you don't know which Jeff Neil going to turn up. Jeff Neal might come and blitz him, which we know he's capable of. But like you say, Wonderboy, he did it a year ago against Luke K, Fought a lower-ranked opponent. Totally outclassed him, yep. put on a clinic. Pretty much done the same again at the weekend. He had a couple of hairy moments. His face looked a bit busted up, but that's from a headbutt. Rather yeah, than many yeah, exactly. actual blows landed. He did land some, but he just, he just ate them. And I think if you're going to strike with Wonderboy exclusively, you're going to lose. Yeah. you need. To, he's, he's typically, bar the Pettis fight, which was just a complete anomaly, a one-off strike, that is. You, you've got to mix it up. I mean, I'm no tactician, <laughs> as you well know. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a you're fan. I know. Sprawl and brawl. I'm a
0: Sprawl and brawl fan.
1: <laughs> I'm a sit and recline fan. Yeah. But, you, you, that's where he struggled before, isn't it? Woodley, mix it up. Striking, threat of a takedown. The teal one's a bit of a one off as well. We weren't really in trouble. It was just like a chess match. Yeah, today, so. it was
0: very, very close.
1: The fights he struggled have been the ones where they're mixing it up. I mean he beats Masvidal, striking fight. Luke, striking fight. Jeff Neil, striking fight. It's he will come come unstuck maybe against the Covington or uh Usman or uh an Edwards. The question is that like you alluded to yourself: Why is he not getting them fights in the first place? Yeah. He's 38 now; he's getting older. People keep harking back to that one of them Woodley fights being like watching paint dry, but you can't hang on that forever. You've no. got to give him his due. And I, 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 I feel the disrespect for him as, with that Chimiev sort of stuff as well. I, I don't think it's fair. I don't, don't think it's warranted at all. I think Wood, Edwards versus one of the boys that fight to make whether Edwards wanted it or not. It's another thing. But Chimier, he must, seeing these other people jump in the queue, it he must, he must rub him up the wrong way. And for him to actually come out and say it as well, being such a nice guy, yeah. just shows you.
0: Yeah, it must, it must and, yeah, shows, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think... Where, where the, go on, mate. It's, that, it's interesting now what the UFC's done. He's kind of forced yeah. their hand a bit. Like, I'm sure, yeah, because he, they, he's, he's, they've they done the Chimiev stuff and Edwards... It's difficult Edwards has deserved a shot for a long time, so it's no real slot on him at all. Uh, and Thompson has moaned about it, he's made his feelings known, and he's gone out and just absolutely dominated this bloke that you, you put up against him. I mean, where do they go now? Can they give him Luque, Neil, and he dominates both of them, and then they give him another outside, like, like the top 15 up-and-comer, something like that? That would seem almost like a direct... Dig in a way, wouldn't it? Like it would seem quite personal. So it'd be interesting to see where they go.
1: That's what I mean. I don't know where they do go here because you've got Masvidal, Covington, and yeah, yeah, Usman Burns, which
0: in my head should have happened
1: about. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) You got Edwards Chimieff. He's only going backwards again. So does he sit and wait for Edwards Chimieff? Say Edwards beats Chimieff. I cannot see him taking a Wonderboy fight.
0: Edwards one so no
1: no chance the only chance you might get is if Chimiev wins then you get Wonderboy can't, yeah, can't, can't see where they go from here he's getting older now I think he does deserve at least a, a shot at one of them number one contender fights again Yeah. I mean, all I can say is I think he's just got to stay ready during this particular period where people drop out at the last uh, last knock-ins he, if he just stays ready he might get that shot that uh, he probably Probably wouldn't have done otherwise under other circumstances.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And like you said, only one of those Woodley fights was boring. The first one was a superb fight, I thought. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah that, that, that does annoy me. Because people hark back and say both fights were shit. They weren't. The first nah. one was fight of the night in a, in a stacked Madison Square Garden car. People forget that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out.
0: All right then, so that wraps up a fantastic little card closing out the year for the USC, and it moves us on rather nicely to the news. So there's not a ton going on this week, young Matthew. USC is kind of closing down for a year, shutting its doors, but. As always, they're working away, they're rabbiting away in the background trying to get some fights on. And we've had some uh, announcements and some half announcements, so we'll run through them. This one is targeted for sometime in February next year, and it is Alexander Volkanovski against Brian Ortega for the title. I have to say, pretty well-deserved, I would say, for Ortega after that last fight, and... I mean, it's interesting to see, because obviously he's, where he would go against Volkanovski, Volkanovski's kind of got that all-round game, hasn't he? But you don't really want to be taking Ortega down, so perhaps that takes away that side of it. I mean, you probably don't even really want to be getting in clinch situations up against the cage against Ortega, because he, he can do some stuff there, and his striking looked next level last time, so I'm super excited for that one.
1: Yeah, we to- we totally ripped him off last time, didn't we? So yeah. I should not <laughs> yeah. be doing the same again. Wouldn't know what where to go with it really. The prediction, you'd probably fancy Ortega, which has completely put the mockers on uh, his chances. But <laughs> star wise, we always said like his stand up's a bit dodgy. Yeah, not anymore. It didn't dodgy last time, did it? And old Falcon also likes to take down here and there. Don't want to take down Ortega, so you'd think he's got a good opportunity there. Old uh, T City, yeah,
0: Let's definitely get,
1: get, get a title under his belt there.
0: Another one targeted again. For Feb the 6th, uh, Corey Sandhagen, we mentioned him earlier. We mentioned this division not, not too long ago. He's got the Frankie Edgar fight. Good fight, I think. Uh, tricky one for a Frankie. I mean, it's one of those ones where it's a, it's an older lad being thrown against a younger lad. And I'm I'm a little bit cynical at times, and it's always difficult not to look at it as if it's like one of those set-up jobs that they're trying to do. But it's, uh, it's Frankie Edgar, and similar to Jose Aldo, you can't really... Uh, you can't really go go against him uh, a lot of the time. So, yeah, I kind of, uh, initially I fancy Sandhagen, but it's it's Frankie Edgar.
1: Yeah, he did look good in his last fight, didn't he, Sandhagen? Mm. Looks incredible on the feet. Kind of can give him the sterling fight because it was so quick. Never got going at all. But this division, man, it's like half and half, isn't it? Old lads, young lads yeah, vying yeah. for that top spot. It's fascinating to watch. Probably my favorite division at the minute. Just so much going on. No true dominant champion, which makes it even more exciting. And I wouldn't be able to call that, like you say, you can't you can't rule out these former champions. No, these no. lads who, out of nowhere, just just pull out that win just when you think they're done. Excellent matchmaking.
0: And then on the uh, on the, the the women's side, we've got a title fight announcement. Amanda Nunes. She's got another opponent or another victim. You you could say. It's Megan Anderson. So March the sixth. In fairness, I'm not sure if there were too many other uh, possible opponents really, other than Megan Anderson. That's no slight on her. Um, she, she, she. I'm, I'm a little bit undersized. I think she's got a lot of potential, Megan Anderson, and at times she has shown it. She's had some good wins, but she has suffered some defeats as well. So I think it's tricky to call with Megan Anderson. I think if you were to look maybe five years down the line, I think you could very well see her doing some good things, but perhaps a little bit earlier, a little bit soon to expect us to get a win over Amanda Nunes. But I'm always excited to see Nunes fight. So this will be a good one. When we saw um Durandame, gave us some, uh, some different things to think about, at least last time, Nunes. So perhaps Anderson can do something similar.
1: You never know. You can't ever rule anyone out no. in the sport. But it's just too young that division isn't it there's no time to really truly build up any contenders no nah. really i mean nunez is a band weight she's a blown up featherweight and she's still head and shoulders above everyone i think it's more so you tune in to see uh one of the greats fight as opposed to seeing what you would think wouldn't be a competitive fight really anderson has been a bit up and down you think she's got all the tools in it physically yeah. she's very very long she's a long old girl she <laughs> can she utilize it and and adopt a game plan that's going to beat Nunez. I don't think so. The only question would be whether Nunez has actually still got the motivation and the drive anymore. I suggest that she does.
0: I reckon She'll so. Probably
1: win pretty easily. Yeah,
0: I reckon so. And and just to touch on what you said there, yeah, and you'd be tuning in to watch Amanda Nunez, who is arguably, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, arguably the greatest of all time when you look at the Gender body of work. Aside. So yeah, that'd be a good one. And then one more. We mentioned him just a second ago. This one's was, we we were supposed to have seen this one already, but it is Leon Edwards against Chimaev, Hamzat, Zat Daddy. Uh, so I think, what's it, Edwards pulled it. So it was weird, wasn't it? Initially, there was this weird rumour from like Sweden that Chimaev had got COVID. and it turned out that he hadn't, but Edwards had got COVID. So, but, you know, you never know how that's going to affect him. Quite a quick turnaround, I would say, to get this back on in January 20th. I mean, if you've been off for a couple of weeks with a flu and that, it's difficult. But I think, to be fair to Leon Edwards, he's probably thinking, look, I just need to get a fight in me. Like, it's been it's been quite a while now, isn't it? So, from this one, if he gets a win, you're looking at arguably getting a number one contender title shot that, that he very much deserves, Leon Edwards. So, again, we have discussed it before because it has been scheduled a couple of times and fallen out a couple of times already. But all things going well. Perhaps a while they, that's why they booked it so soon, because they're thinking, well, the quicker it comes, the less that can go wrong in that time, I guess, in theory. But Leon Edwards, Chimaev, Jan 20th, we discussed it before, Still, I still can't wait for this one.
1: Yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I mean, we could moan about Chimaev jumping the queue a little bit, but if he gets a win, yeah, I know. or it's a back and forth war, it's justified. If so Chimaev wins, the, that's, that's the intrigue, isn't
0: it? If Chimaev beats Leon Edwards, Like, I mean, that would just be... I don't even have the words to describe it, really. Because I was going to say it's an upset, but obviously lots of people rate I and probably fairly so. We kind of look at it from the sense that he hasn't really... We haven't seen it yet, if you like, against the top level. But if he comes in and has... What's he had? three, Three fights, I think, against unranked opponents. And then his next fight, he beats Leon Edwards there's only really a title fight next and that's kind of mad.
1: Yeah, going back to that Wonderboy thing I was saying, like if he beats Edwards, he should probably fight Wonderboy, but on the other hand, like you say, well why should he? He's just beaten the person who was meant to fight for the title in Leon Edwards anyway, so he's yeah. probably more deserving yeah. than Wonderboy, but it's the fact that he's been put in there in the first place that's irking people, but like, if he does beat him, I would stand well corrected because yes. I, I, I don't like his chances at all. I I think he's gonna get I think he's gonna get beat pretty easily. And not I don't mean like knocked out, a cold or anything mm. like that. I think he's just gonna show his lack of experience and I think Edwards is more complete. I think. I don't know because I haven't seen enough of Chimie. Oh yeah, he's difficult, only been in it? there and he's always been on the front foot. It's yeah. impossible to tell. That's what's the intrigue, that's what makes it an interesting fight. And that's why it's got so much hype. Leon Edwards, this is great for him. What, he's got the perfect fight. He's getting all eyes on him. He's in an incredible fight week with eyes on just before the McGregor fight. He, this is the perfect fight for him, and he's probably the of all the lads up there at welterweight the most winnable matchup. So I, I'm as an Englishman, I'm excited for it, uh, and as an MMA fan, I'm I'm even more so.
0: Yeah, definitely agreed. Agreed. So that is all of our news for this week. Alright, young Matt, so usually we'd uh we'd have a look at the card coming up this weekend, but we haven't got anything. It's it's of course Christmas this weekend. East. I don't know if you East. noticed. So no UFC, but uh, there is a big there is a big January coming and I tell you what, we will do another episode this week. The content doesn't stop here at Mustard MMA, so we're gonna have a little uh, Christmas review. We're gonna look back on the, the year and what a what year it has been really <laughs> in so many aspects. So we'll get that in. Uh, we'll probably get a couple in over the, over the next weeks. So there's there's no more UFCs for a few weeks, but huge cards coming up. Just today, it's kind of been announced. They're going to do uh, Fight Island. and I'm thinking about the space of a week. You've got Holloway against Qatar, main event. Edwards Chimayev, main event we just mentioned. Ending up with Conor McGregor against Dustin Poirier in a huge pay-per-view. So it is the end of the year, Matthew. We will collect our thoughts um later on in, in the holiday break but at least we have got I mean not just something to look forward to we've got quite a lot of uh outstanding business to look forward to in January it's not even that long of a wait really
1: yeah plenty of bidness plenty of bidness <laughs> who knows what tier we'll be in yeah, it'll be
0: tier seven by then
1: seven or eight yeah seven or eight <laughs> but I I, I I do like the break from it
0: sometimes. I think it's good think, yeah
1: it does sort of build up the the want to watch some MMA because you can't as much as we love it being on every week, and we do love it, it's certainly gr- brilliant to have to watch during a lockdown. I mean they could have timed it better. We go into lockdown, then they'd stop their events. They could have done it, a bit. But it's it's great for fans who can watch it but when you're watching it every week, it does drain you a bit and you don't want to oversaturate the product. Give it three weeks, I'm gonna be chomping at it a bit. Pick and you, you've got like Calvin kayer the dark horse of the uh, featherweight division, yes. as per Joe Rogan every week, <laughs> versus Max Holloway. I really want to see Max Holloway get back on that train because I think he deserves it. I don't think he lost yeah. both of them type fights. I want to see him back. You've got a Wednesday wonder in Edwards and Chimere on a school night. Right. Stay up for that one. Absolute cracker. And then you've got the return of the big boy, uh, Conor McGregor, man, against Dustin Poirier in a rematch. What a rematch that is. You couldn't call that one. Poirier's been on an absolute tear. Obviously, he lost to Khabib, but he's looked like a completely different animal. Beefed up. He looks a lump above. So, <laughs> no, Greg, what's he going to be like one year on? He looks like he's in shape. All this nonsense, all this rubbish. Jake Paul, don't even know who Jake Paul is. No, nah, I ain't what? got a clue. Who, 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 sorry to stop right there. <laughs> who is he?
0: I don't know. He, he's on YouTube, I think.
1: What's the difference between Jake Paul and Logan Paul? I mean, is one bigger than the other? Is this like Gary and Phil Neville? I mean, what's...
0: I, don't, I think, what, I think I don't Monday, Monday to Thursday is Jake and then the rest is Logan.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. I think gotcha. that's how it works. <laughs> 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 I'm hoping McGregor don't respond to this chat. I don't, don't, don't understand it. Yeah, where yeah, it don't, allowed
0: don't lower to... yourself.
1: <laughs> exactly. Who, who is this Keita?
0: Well, I don't but know... Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Michael Bisping podcast.
1: I've actually been not listening i haven't had time
0: oh, I believe it
1: or not i am a huge fan and i feel dirty saying <laughs> like i've not dirty that i'm a fan dirty that i've missed it because i'm a huge fan but do continue
0: so one of them i'm not sure which one whichever one ain't fighting mayweather called which out Bisbing, May? and uh Bisbing on his podcast text his agent to see what he could do and he came out on his podcast and uh called him out and accepted the fight so you might see Bisbing coming back out of action soon which would be quite hilarious
1: I, i'm i 50 50 on that yeah. you why are you even lowering yourself to yeah, that but at the same time for him to get his hands on him would be absolutely class who he's but he uh, yeah don't even know who he is i'll say it to you before it's like someone from arsenal fan tv fighting like <laughs> yeah. fatal yeah it's just it's just an absolute crazy world we live in where anyone can call out anyone and they actually end up getting their wish granted yeah, uh, I'd love to see that I'd love to see Bisping knock seven shades out of this lad don't, <laughs> don't know who he is perhaps if we get big enough Joe we can start calling out people what do you reckon who do you think we could uh tag team who, who can we take on Dretton the Paul brothers Rachel Ostovich <laughs> oh yes <laughs> You could
0: do with a win, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, I was just looking Edwards Chimaev in Abu Dhabi Wednesday night. I, I don't know, would, are they doing that same type Khabib as Khabib's fight? I got no idea, but they're both no. from this side of the world. It's in Abu Dhabi anyway. Might have a little Wednesday night prime time action.
1: Maybe, maybe. I think from memory that Khabib fight was not the only one that was at that time from Fire Island. I don't it know was.
0: If I don't know if maybe they'll just sort your boy Chimayav out there.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah, why, I don't not?
0: See why not? I don't see why not. You've got three cards on that week. You might as well put one of them on at, uh, this time that pretty much the rest of the world has.
1: you got a Swede and you got a Brit. Yeah. And then you put it on overnight. Don't make any sense. Just bring it forward. Exactly. You text Dana, Joe, will you?
0: I'll give him a ring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, let him know. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Good, good little break. Get me refreshed get my nut down, out. Of, get the news off, get Christmas sorted, get in the Christmas spirit, and then uh, worry about the, the UFC come January. I need a little break. <laughs> and I think it'll do us good. Nah, so I think I agree. the year's looking good. We'll get into it a bit more next week, but I think next year will be a big one for the UFC. They'll slowly get fans back. Uh, I, I can't wait for that, really. I like, want yeah, to hopefully our, get to some, some events when I can. Exactly even if it does mean the return of the woo. Yeah. Which I'm not a I'll
0: take it. Well, yeah, it's it is a... quite annoying while you're there, actually. Once you're there, it is.
1: Oh, it's in, it's incredibly annoying. <laughs> it's the worst thing about sport. <laughs> not this sport, the, just, just sport. Just, just sport. Yeah. All right, well,
0: We'll look forward to that one next week then and we'll look forward to the fighters next year, but a nice little break. So, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We do hope you have a fantastic Christmas. If you do get bored bored over the, over the Christmas break, please do check us out on social media, Twitter and Instagram, Mustard MMA, The Mustard MMA. Uh, we, we're a little bit slow moving. We're, we're trying to get things rolling slowly and surely. It's all coming together. We've got a website coming out as well. We want to get some uh, involvement going on. So we appreciate your support and we hope you enjoyed it because uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm off to have my uh, dinner now, Matthew. Obviously, this has gone over a little while with a couple of attempts we've we've had to give it. But it's been nice speaking to you and uh, I'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
1: Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.